before we dive into this week's episode, I want to tell you all about my brand new masterclass, Four Things You Need to Know to Get into Superhero Shape Over 40. And yes, this includes our four-step superhero formula for body shape change for women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And yes, you will learn exactly what to focus on to get sexy strong without wasting your time, energy, and money that doesn't involve spending hours in the kitchen or gym every day. And even if you have an injury or hormonal struggles or are feeling far from super right now. And this masterclass delivers on a step-by-step formula and busts crazy diet and exercise myths that you may not know you even believed. Which means you don't have to rely on guesswork and Google and wading through hours of conflicting health and fitness information online. So you just spend 60 minutes of your time and we can promise to give you back hours. So come check it out now for free at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash masterclass. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the Goddess Got Goals podcast, episode 53. I'm Lisa Barway, your hostess with the mostess, and we are chatting about all things money in this podcast today. Yep, we're talking about another way that women give away our power or how we're not setting goals to truly be able to increase our self-worth, increase our worth in the world. And I, and I truly believe that if we make money, we can change the world together. So we're going to unpack all of these wonderful things today in this Goddess Goggles podcast. And I want to also invite you um, at the end to listen a little longer because I'm going to invite you to a very special training. In fact, yep, we're talking all about our 5K method and how we're helping women just like you to begin to earn 5K per month, every month in an online wellness business. So be sure to listen to the end. All right, let's get started. Well, hello there, goddess. I am excited to bring to you an amazing chat today. (laughs) I wanted to connect with you and I want to talk about something that's coming up a lot. Um, And also just one of the ways that I believe as women, we truly give away our power, but also how we don't support each other. Um, And we're going to crack it wide open. It's all about money. Yeah, we're going to talk about money and value and self-value and self-worth and all of these things that kind of get tangled up in there. Um, And also in terms of how we treat other women that are, you know, wealthy women and, and the word rich bitch. And we're going to unpack all of that, right? Because really, you know, Goddess Got Goals podcast, if we're not talking about money goals, if we're not talking about money, I really do believe that we are leaving a lot of uh, learnings and potential development and help and support that I could give you regarding this. Also, this is what we're talking about a lot in our 5K method, our 5K month activation right now about value and about how to meet your abundant self and work towards abundance. Yeah. And abundance and whatever you think of that or whatever words come up for you, it will be a personal journey. So what you'll find as we chat uh, today about all of these things is it might bring up some stuff for you. And that's really good (laughs) because we're going to help you with a system 
or a process by which you can start to have a better relationship with money from a point of not giving away your power. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in. We're going to talk about the concept of rich bitch, right? Rich bitch energy. And what does that invoke in you? When you hear me say the words rich, when you hear me say bitch, when you think about wealthy people, when you think about, um, you know, posh people, snobby people, like what are the words that come to you? What are the stories? What are the, what does that inner mean girl start um, bringing up for you? And generally what I see is um, different camps, you know, women fall into different camps based on their, on their experience with money from a young age, but it can be anything from, you know, rich bitch, you know, anybody that is wealthy is a bitch. Anybody who's wealthy is snobby or too posh or um, not somebody that's friendly or nice or warm. They can be cold. They can be all of these things, right? And this word and how we think about women with money, um, why would we ever want to be like that, right? So, you know, just like we talked about it in the, in the uh, podcast about goals that fix never stick, right? If you don't have good energy behind something and you don't aren't aligned with the idea of it, right? And you resist it, then why are you ever going to have more of it? So similarly to, you know, if your goal is to change your body shape or lose weight or do any of those things, if you are hating on food, if you're hating the exercise, then you're not going to want to actually do either of those things. And therefore, that's what's going to be you not being aligned energetically with your goals. And I see this time and time and time again with regards to money. So one of the biggest ways women give up their power is to do with money. So I hear things like, well, I don't want to, you know, be a rich bitch because, you know, people are just going to call me a bitch. They're going to think that I'm snobby and that I, you know, that I'm, you know, above them, that I'm superior, any of those sorts of things. Also, there's a lot of stories around us earning more maybe than our parents did or, or you know, that the neighbors have or your sister or your cousin. And that can sometimes feel, you know, icky or incongruent as well. Um, there's a lot of, you know, stories and stuff built up over how we see money and money conversations happening in our families. So, you know, if you grew up in a, a family where there was divorce and there was conversations around, you know, um, uh, you know, childcare costs and about, you know, the whole, um, paying for for children when a family is split up and there was arguments about money or maybe in your household there was just a lot of arguments about money anyway so there can be a real a non-alignment with the concept of having money building wealth feeling feeling that sense of that and the reason why I think um that then as women this manifests in this sense of self-worth and self-value being diminished as well because what is money right so let's let's really just unpack it right down deep in here so money is just a representation of value right the effort the 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 building of something and then the exchange right so a value exchange is I want the thing that you have created and I'm going to give you the money that I have which I've earned through the time and effort that I've put in either at my job or with my business, and we exchange. 
Yeah. So the money itself, the actual papers and the coins and the, the numbers in your bank account is just a representation of that effort and that value that has been built. So when we do the value exchange, it's like, here's, here's what I've built for here's what you've built and we exchange it. So back in the day, it used to be, you know, barter systems where I had a pig and you had some chickens and you had to try to figure out how we were going to exchange that, right? <laughs> so it's a symbol. It's a symbol of exchange. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time, you know, we place a lot of symbol that money is value. And then we place a lot of it based on how we value ourselves. It can feel like a reflection of how we value ourselves. So how how do you do money right now? Like is us even having this conversation, bringing up some discomfort? Is that inner mean girl having a party right now going, oh my God, she's talking about money. This is so uncomfortable. And you know, yes, I don't want to be a rich bitch and money is the root of all evil. Don't even think about money, right? Or do you maybe hear your words, uh, hear yourself say things like, oh, I'm crap with money. I'm really irresponsible. You know, I spend too much, you know, or do you even completely abdicate the responsibility and put it in the hands of others, your husband, accountants, managers, etc. right? Maybe thinking that the only way to get rich is to marry a rich husband or to win the lottery. And also just not wanting to be that rich bitch because, well, who would want to be if that's how they're labeled and, you know, if they're putting themselves out there uh, in the world and people are thinking these things, why would you want to be that? So it's all of these limiting beliefs, all of these stories, all of these, this cultural conditioning, social conditioning that we've had from growing up and all of the interactions that are really our money blocks that hold us away from really understanding what true value is and how to build true value. So why is this an issue? I truly believe that money is both a reflection of value, our own self-value and our sense of worth, but also the ability to vote in the world. How we spend or use our money is like placing your vote on what is important. More money, more votes, and more change. So I believe that as women, when we have a greater wealth and more significant income, we tend to give more or support more in terms of our community, our family, and causes that mean something to us. And I believe that this is what we need in order to truly change the world. So money represents change to me. More money change the world. So when we truly understand what money is in terms of that reflection of value, but also in their ability to vote and place our power behind and influence behind something, then I think that it becomes a more nobler cause for us as women, right? And I think that can have a really great alignment energy. But up until now, who are our role models? Women don't talk about money unless it's when things go wrong, right? Or you know, somebody else handles that. My husband handles that. He's a really great businessman or he knows how to do the money thing. How many times do I hear that? A lot. <laughs> but also when women do talk about money, they're called divas, rich bitches, right? They're called selfish. They're called narcissists. Yeah, they're called, you know, they grew up with that silver spoon in their mouth. They don't know how to work hard. They're wealthy. They mustn't be that happy having all that money, right? 
Like think of the things that we say about these things. But also think of all the, the role models that we see in movies, those female lead actresses. You know, think about them. There's Devil Wears Prada. Like she's very successful, wealthy woman. Do you want to be like her? Everybody thinks she's a bitch. Then there's the desperate housewives who either married for money or were obsessed with it. The ones that were popular and nice, etc., were the ones that were broke, right? You know, and then don't even get me started with things like Cruella DeVille. Oh, yeah. Um, and then what about those diva pop stars? The Nicki Minaj's, the J-Lo's, the Beyonce's, the stories that we hear about that, right? So it comes down to our beliefs, how what we learned about money. And there's a couple of, of stories or ways that I had seen this manifest as a child myself. And one of the biggest ones was the birthday cake, right? So how many times have you been blowing out the candles of a birthday cake as a child, told to make a wish, but don't tell anybody what it is? That is our first inclination that you can want something, but just don't tell anybody or you're going to jinx it, right? So wanting something is almost like, or wanting to be better or wanting something beyond your what you have is somehow bad that it shouldn't be shared. And if it is shared, you're likely to jinx it or it won't come true. That was a really big one for me because I'm thinking, how often have, did we do that as a child? Not to mention our own birthday parties, but the birthday parties of others. And we saw that reinforced and reinforced. Then there's the Prince Charming, right? How many stories did we read as a child where you know, there was a pauper, Cinderella, she's, she's broke. She has no money. She's in tatters and scrubbing the floors. And then she meets her Prince Charming and wears all the fabulous outfits, right? So the only way that we can live that life is to marry it. Okay. Interesting. And that, that just reinforces this belief that men are just better with money and that we're, we should feel guilty for wanting more or having more. So Truly, if we truly believed that money was linked to our value, our sense of self-value and worth, to wanting to be better and to want to do better in the world, to make more money and make a change, what else would be holding us back from wanting to be rich, from wanting to be wealthy? So as we've discussed this, I want to kind of do a bit of an exercise with you, right? I want to kind of see what comes up when you think about that. So when I talk about money, what is the story that comes up? How do you feel about money? What does money mean to you? Okay, this could be things like, you know, you can hear the story of the money. Love of money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't buy happiness, right? You know, being rich isn't as, as good as being happy like you have to choose between the two. So take a second now to have a think about that. Write it down in a journal if you're near a notebook and pen, right? And then what is the your own money story? Like, what do you tell yourself about making money, having money, keeping money? Do you hear yourself saying things like, I'm crap with money, I'm irresponsible with money? Or maybe you're really good at tracking the money and you know exactly what's in your bank account, but you don't believe you're good at making it. Oh, you know, the recession and the economy and, 
you know, the pandemic and all of these things have been really hard, right? Because that's that in itself is a limiting belief, right? Why? Because other people are doing really well right now. So it's not that it's this or that, it's just what you believe, right? So is it that you don't believe you can, you can earn that amount of money, that you don't have that belief? So write that story down. What is your money story? And then I want you to think of a time where money was the base of an argument. So whether you can think of this as a child with your parents talking about, you know, childcare payments or um, alimony or whatever those things are called in a divorce, right? Or maybe it was, you know, just parents fighting over bills or fighting over money when you went to ask for something and were told money doesn't grow on trees. Who do you think I am made of money? Whatever story comes up for you, write that one down. And then what you're going to do this week is using this first example is I want you to do a decluttering and letting go of these beliefs and money blocks. So when you start to identify what the belief is, first and foremost, you then need to simply recognize it, accept it, and then thank it and let it go. So you can do a little ritual um, that you can you can journal on it. As that comes up, you literally thank it. So I thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Goodbye. Right? So that you can release that money block and declutter it away. So once you recognize that it's something that you do, that you accept it, that, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's interesting. And then you can release it and let it go. I have a story that I'll share with you while you're thinking about these things. And it's a really interesting one. When I was about eight, seven or eight, and I lived in Australia, we have like um, a big horse race, similar to the Grand National that they have here in the UK. Uh, it's called this, I think it's called the Melbourne Cup or something like that. <laughs> Not sure. I was young. Anyway, Everybody put a little bet on. It was something that, you know, people would put a couple of dollars on. It's kind of like fun. And then you would watch the race. And, you know, it was just something that we did. So that year, my mom said, right, you can put some money on this. What horse do you want? And I love the idea of picking the horses because they had really nice colors and they had cute little names. And then I get to watch my horse. It was, a, it was an amazing experience. And I had like $5. So I put a $5 on this horse. And I picked it because of the name or the colors, right? I think it was called Kiwi something. And I was, because I was born in New Zealand, I, I, I'm going to look that up afterwards, actually. But I'm pretty sure it was called Kiwi something. And it was a bit of an outsider. It wasn't like a favorite to win um, at that time. So when I put my $5 on, because the odds were slightly larger, when it won, because it did, I earned quite a bit. I think I earned like $50. $50. Now, $50 when you're like eight is like, the biggest amount of money ever. Like I was like, wow. And at that point, you know, normally when you're a child, you're very clear about what you want for your next birthday, for next Christmas. There's always a toy you're working towards or trying to get your parents to buy you. At that point, I didn't have a specific, you know, toy goal or thing that I was working towards. So I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this money. I'll just keep it, 
right? I'll just keep it. And I stashed it away in my pocket. I stashed it away in my pocket of some of my clothes. And then my mom washed them. And now this was back in the day when money wasn't plastic. And the $50 thing just disintegrated and was gone. And I remember crying and crying and being so upset about that. Um, but what what was that story, right? What was that story that planted in my brain as soon as that happened? That excess money is bad. Having more money than you need is bad. So for me, I used to always really struggle and still do. I have to work on it every day to keep a buffer in my account. I used to always spend what I had. So savings was difficult. Having a buffer in my account was really difficult. And it's only in the last couple of years that I've been able to accept that, right? Accept that this is the buffer. It stays as the buffer. It's not moving, right? And it came from that story. So again, I, I when I, I wrote down the story and I did this exercise, I realized, yeah, that has really been playing out and playing out and playing out multiple times in my life in different reasons, but specifically with regards to the money. So now when I, that story still comes up, because sometimes it does, because um, you can clear it away, but it comes up in a different angle or a different in a different moment, I literally write it down. I say, thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Goodbye. And I feel like it's a way to declutter it. It's a way to give it forgiveness, you know, and and send it on its way. You know, it could be, I thank you, I forgive you, I love you, goodbye, whatever works in that scenario for you. Either I'm sorry because it's something you feel that you have done that you need to forgive, or it's I forgive you because it's a story that something else happened. Yeah? So, um, yeah, I want you to do this little this little exercise. This was just a smaller version of some of the exercises that I have learned um, from learning from the amazing Denise Duffield-Thomas, her book, um, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, definitely recommend that you you access that. It's an amazing, amazing book. Um, and she has some tools, but that's one of the ways that I was releasing money blocks. And it has 100% helped and support me to now be able to consistently earn 5K months in my business to become a six-figure business owner by the end of this year. And I believe that this work is so important because I truly do believe that if you make money, you can change the world. And we need more women, rich bitches, to, to, to make changes in this world right now. So do the exercise. If you really enjoyed it, if it really connected with you, if you're like, oh, Oh, this is really interesting. And of course, this conversation could go on for a long time, right? We could talk about money and money blocks and all the different ways that we manifest and self-sabotage ourselves for hours. <laughs> and we may yet do another uh, money-related um, podcast. But until then, take a little moment to think about what you think about it. Go through that three-step exercise with a journal, with a notebook and, and, and pen, and begin the decluttering and forgiveness part of dealing with your money blocks so that you can look at it from a different angle, so that you can begin to put that goal out there that you want more, that you want to make more money, and you do want to change the world. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again, same time, same place next week. Um, all the information that you would need is in the show notes. Can't wait for you to access that. And as always, 
You can email us at hello at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com. If you want to feedback um, in terms of what you thought of today's podcast, go on over to iTunes, subscribe, and by all means, uh, create a review for us, uh, five stars for good karma, uh, share it amongst your friends, because that's how we get this message out for this amazing podcast. And um, we will be back in your earbuds, same time, same place next week. And I look forward to connecting with you then. Until then, bye for now. I truly believe that when more women make significant wealth, that we can change the world. Yep. As women step into their true power as rich bitches and learn how to accept wealth and significant income into their lives, they're able to affect more change in this world. I believe that money is just a vote, a vote of power and influence towards things that matter and important to you. And as women, this tends to be more based on community, family, and causes that are important to us. We support them in the world, and I believe this energy, this support is what we truly need to make significant and massive change. We need change in this world. And it starts with you being able to accept and be abundant. We teach you exactly how to do this in our 5K method. We've got a five free five-day training, the 5K month activation, to help you to understand what it would take to have a business, an online wellness business, where you can earn 5K per month, every month, consistently. How much would that change your life? How much would that change the life of others? And this is what we want for you. So go on over now to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash 5K five day and sign up now. We'll be running these quite regularly as we launch our Warrior Goddess Body Certification Program, where you can become a qualified and certified Warrior Goddess Body Coach. Oh, that's so exciting. So I can't wait to see you there. So come and learn these strategies to create your own online wellness business that consistently delivers on 5K months. I'll see you over there. Thank you.